0: Hallelujah. Father, we thank you today for the opportunity that we have to study the holy written Word of God. We acknowledge it is your book, it is your Word, it is your instruction manual telling us how to live so we can be more blessed. And we'll give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Praise God. Now, today we're going to teach on what gives victory in the Christian life. Hallelujah. How many know it's still possible to be defeated as a Christian? Now, you ultimately, praise God, you win because you're going to heaven, you know. But in the meantime, God wants you to have some victory down here on the earth. Amen? As one preacher said, not just in the sweet by and by, but in the rotten here and now. And uh, praise God, Christ redeemed us from the curses. That blessings could come into our lives. God must want you blessed. Amen? God wants you and your family blessed. When he first made man, he blessed man. He didn't curse man. Curses came, problems came because man went astray from God, not because God wanted problems or troubles or destruction in people's lives. Now, what gives victory in the Christian life? Now, Hosea 4.6, God says, my people... Are destroyed because of a lack, a deficiency of knowledge. Now, not just any kind of knowledge, not natural knowledge, but the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So, God said, This is the reason your life is destroyed, mainly because of a lack, a deficiency of knowledge. Of what you should do according to the wisdom, counsel, knowledge, and understanding of God. But he he said my, uh, my thoughts are not your thoughts. He said, As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my thoughts above your thoughts, and my ways above your ways. But he's made known his will. He's made known his thoughts to us in the Bible. So that we can find out the ways of the Lord. We can find out what the Lord wants us to do. So ignorance is one of our greatest enemies. If people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge, then ignorance is one of the greatest enemies you'll have in your life. So we got to overcome ignorance. Now, 2 Peter 1, verse 2 through 4 says... Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. You're going to get grace, the operations of God, and peace multiplied to you through the means of the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Praise God. He said, hide my words within you. Keep my commandments in your heart and live. You'll live a better life, praise God, if you'll keep his word in you. Then it says, according as his, God's divine power has, past tense, given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So from God's perspective, when Jesus arose from the dead and sat on the Father's right hand, he gave to us all things in redemption that pertains to life and to godliness. So we could live the kind of life that he wants us to live and have the kind of life that he wants us to have, a victorious life. He said in Romans 5.17, he wants you to reign as a king in the realm of life. That's God's will for you. He wants you to prosper and be in health and your soul to prosper. The Bible says he wants his will to be done on earth just like it's done in heaven. And uh, he said he has given these things to us. But, you know, it's like if you had money in the bank and didn't you know, and didn't know you had it in there, it's not going to do you any good. Or if you have money in the bank and you don't know how to fill out a withdrawal slip, you're still not going to be able to tap into it. See, and you got money in heaven's bank. And that money's called the blessings of Almighty God and the blessings of the Lord. And they have your name on it. Well, listen when it says. His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How is it going to come to us? Through the knowledge of him. There it is again, through the knowledge of Him that has called us, not to poverty, sickness, and disease, but to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceedingly great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers. Partakers of what? Of the curse? Of the problems? of the exceeding great and precious promises and partakers of his divine nature. Hallelujah. And escape the corruption that is in this world. See, all the decays and corruption destroys. He's given you promises. He's given you things that pertain to life and godliness so you can escape all those curses praise God. But it's going to come through the knowledge of him so that you're not destroyed for lack of knowledge. God don't want you destroyed. Why would he want the bride of Christ be destroyed? Why would he want the body of Christ destroyed? Why would he want the children of God destroyed? Why would he want you harmed? Do you want to harm your children? I mean, they might have been a bad boy or a bad girl, but you still love them, and you still want the best for them, and you're still going to take care of them. Hallelujah. And you still stand up for them. Well, whatever good is in you was first in God. You know, you wouldn't have anything good in you if God didn't create you with some good in you. He made us in his image and likeness. So the knowledge of God. Now, Grace and peace multiplied to us through the knowledge of God. That means knowing what's happening according to God's view of things and what to do about it. See, knowing what's happening according to God's view of things, He looks at everything through this covenant, through redemption but not only knowing what's happening according to God's view of things so that we're not in thinking natural. The natural mind, the natural man receives not the things that be of the Spirit of God. They're foolishness to him. Neither can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. He said, but we have the mind of Christ. So we don't want to be thinking in natural terms, in a natural way, when it comes to the things of God and the things of this covenant. We want to think in spirit. We want to let that mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus, and think in spiritual terms. We want to think in spiritual ways so that we know what's happening according to God's view of things and, everybody say and, and what to do about it. See, God wants you to know what to do about it. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, it's one thing to know about something. It's another thing to know what to do about it. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Praise God. And God wants us to know what to do about it. Now, Jesus put it in this way in John 8, 31, 32. He said, if you continue in my words, then are you my disciples, my followers, indeed, indeed and you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Now, that lets me know that the main thing we need, so that we're not destroyed for lack of knowledge, the main thing we need to do is to know, find out and know the truth. If the truth is going to make us free, see, if we have the right knowledge, instead of being destroyed, will be made free if we have the right knowledge. And Jesus said, if you continue in my words, remember, grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Amen. It will liberate you and deliver you from destruction. And I looked it up. uh, Free there means and make you exempt. Hallelujah. Exempt from destruction. Failure. Woo! Glory to God. How many want to be exempt from failure? It'll make you exempt. If you look up the word free in that passage, you'll see the word exempt there in the Greek. Exempt means it will release you from things that others are subject to. See, as a church, we're tax exempt, we don't have to pay taxes. The other businesses do have to pay, you know. But you're tax-exempt. They say, what's your tax-exempt number? So praise God for that, but uh, God wants you exempt from the curses. So it would seem that the devil is working through lack of knowledge to keep us in captivity even though the prison doors are open. And he's working to get us to believe wrong because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. That must mean uh, you are really free indeed, but you just don't know about it or you don't know enough about it or you don't know what to do about it. But it's not that there's failure on God's end of the line. He don't fail. He don't make mistakes and he's not trying to figure things out. He's got it all figured out. That's why he's trying to get us to believe what he said about it. Hallelujah. Amen? I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 7. Listen to something. Verse 24, what Jesus says. Therefore, whosoever. How many hears a whosoever? And we say if you're not a whosoever, we want to know who in the world you are. Therefore, whosoever hears, everybody say hears, hears these sayings of mine, say these sayings of mine, and doeth them, say doeth them. I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house, his house, his future, upon a rock. And the rains descended, these are the storms of life, the rains descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and it beat upon that house, but it fell not, for it was founded on a rock. And everyone, everybody say everyone. Everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened unto a foolish man. You know, he said in one place, let these sayings sink down into your ears. Everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does not do them shall be likened unto a foolish man that built his house Upon the sand. Now, I'm sure you know they've had these big nor'easterns and big storms out, you know, on the east coast and so on like that, and they're showing some houses that are built too close to the sea and so on, and the water's coming in and the it's eating the sand that's underneath. They were built on sand, and those houses just collapse. As soon as that water gets under there a little bit like that or you see them on the side of riverbanks and they might have a, a more rain than they've had in the past 50 or 100 years and uh, that water will start eating away at that sand and you'll just see those houses just fall to pieces and collapse. See? That's, but if it was built on solid rock, it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't collapse. That water wouldn't move that solid rock. He said, everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, he shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came, same thing. And the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Now, sometimes Christians have the mistaken idea that just because they are Christians, everything should work out for them. But Jesus made it clear that that is not the case. That is absolutely not the case. Now, the more you adjust yourself to God and his word, of course, the better life's going to be. David said, by the word of your lips, I've kept myself from the pathways of the destroyer. So the more you adjust to the word, which is a light to your feet and a lamp to your path, yeah, it's going to be better because you're adjusting to the truth. And the truth is unraveling you from the things that would bind you. But to think that just because we're a Christian, things ought to work out for us, Automatically is wrong thinking because he made it clear in this passage. you got two groups of people. God wills them both to be victorious. He wills them all to succeed. He's no respecter of persons. He shows partiality to no man. His word will work for anyone. The gospel is for all the world, every nation, whosoever, every creature, every person. Praise God, so I mean it'll work for anybody. What Jesus did will work for anybody. But he said you have if you're going to be successful in your Christian walk, you have to hear his sayings and then you have to do them. Hearing them is not good enough. That won't get it. That won't do it. It's good to hear it, you got to hear it. But you got to do more. Then just hear it. Now, here's a familiar passage, James chapter 1. So Jesus made it clear that that automatic stuff is is typically not so. Now, like I said, if you adjust yourself to God, you're going to be more blessed. Praise God. And you're going to close the door on a lot of old bondages and different things because you repented of them and turned from them. But uh, Jesus said you have to hear His sayings, and then you have to do His sayings. That's what makes all the difference in the world. That's what makes the difference whether you stand or you fall. We've got to realize that. It's not all on God's end. God did what He could do. God did what He needed to do through Jesus to bring victory to us. Now we have to believe the report of the Lord and we have to start doing what he said to do. In James chapter 1, verse 22, listen to this. Now, this is under the inspiration of the same Holy Spirit that Jesus was under when Jesus spoke what he spoke. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, or you'll just. Deceive your own self. The devil won't even have to deceive you. He'll deceive yourself. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like, now Jesus said, you know, what he's like, but James is given us another picture he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a mirror for he looks at himself and then goes his way and immediately forgets what manner of man he was in other words uh, you look at yourself in the mirror then you walk away and you forget all about the image you just saw in the mirror the image stays back there it has no effect upon you uh, uh, upon you from that point on you left the mirror you left the image and so on. He says, but whoso, whoso is a whosoever again. That means it works for everybody the same way. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty. Well, what is that? It's the Bible. One translation said, whosoever looks into the flawless law that sets men free. It's a flawless law. It's a perfect law. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Praise God. It's a perfect word. God's word is perfect. Hallelujah. All Scripture given by inspiration of God, profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be fully equipped, perfect, mature for every good work. Praise God. It will perfect that which concerns us. It's changing us as we yield to it, as we do it. It changes us. It changes our lives. But whosoever looks into the perfect law of liberty, so just think about it. Now the Bible is the flawless law that can set you free in every arena of life. And continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer. Say not a hearer only, but a doer. A doer of the work. That means, uh, praise God, work means action, effort. You're going to put forth the effort to act upon the word. You know, somebody could get a 12 year degree on how to be a, a doctor and not use any of that knowledge, and it not benefit him one little bit because he never put it in the practice. He never went out to get the job for that. He just, you know, whatever the case might be, it's possible to gain a lot of knowledge in any arena of life and then not use that knowledge, and it not benefit you one bit. It's just like he didn't even have the knowledge. It's just like he didn't even know. See, because you're a hearer only. And remember what Jesus said, you could hear it and not do it, and you're just foolish. But whosoever looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man. Everybody say this man. man. Say not the other man. This man shall be blessed in his deeds. Hallelujah. This man shall be blessed. This man shall be blessed in his doing. In his doing. He has to do it. Now, the word must become our life. It was Jesus' life when he was here on the earth. Matthew 4.4 4 said, For it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Romans 1.17 says, The just shall live by faith. See, this is something to live by. The word must We must live according to the word. Now, let me show you a little picture of this from Luke chapter 5, verse 1. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake Gennesaret. And there were two ships by the lake. But the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. That means they already did their fishing for the night. And they were cleaning the seaweed off their nets, cleaning the different things that got stuck in the nets, out of the nets. They were busy cleaning those nets. And he entered into one of the ships, Jesus did, which was Simon, Simon Peter's, and prayed him or requested of him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now that goes to show I should be sitting down and you all should be standing up. Because that was not only on that occasion, but other occasions, Jesus sat down and the people were standing up listening. I don't know how, in our traditional ways of thinking, we got it reversed. So next week, there will be no chairs except for one right up here. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> now there will be chairs. Chairs. Don't say, I'm not going to church. There's no church there. There's no chairs there. But uh, he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now, when he was done speaking, he said to Simon. Now, he's going to pay him for using his ship. Launch out. If the Lord ever requests to use something of yours, let him have it because you're about to get into a great Blessing. Now, when he was done speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep. Those nets you've just been washing, throw them out there again. Launch out into the deep and let down your nets. Everybody say nets. Nets. For For a catch. You know, the Lord, He didn't say go fishing, He said go catching. Mark 11, 23, he said, If you do not doubt in your heart, believe the things you say will come to pass. You'll have whatever you say. He said, Go let down your nets for a catch. Hallelujah. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we've toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at your word... I will let down the net. Yes. Hey, I thought Jesus said nets. Yes. Peter said, oh, uh, this is much faith I got. I'll let down the net. At your word, say at your word. Yes. See, after you've toiled all night and you've taken nothing, then go to his words. Yes. Yes. Go find out what his words have to say about it. And, say, and get your will in agreement with him and say, I will. I will let down, and you say nets. <laughs> I will let down the nets. And when they had this, what's the next word? Done. Nothing happens until this is done. They could have got the guitars out, 12-string guitars out got the Congos out, got the tambourine out and started singing about how they know if they let down the net, they'd get a catch. They could have high-fived each other. They could have shouted and danced around and said, let's dance around the boat and talk about the great catch. They could have done all kinds of things. But until they had this done, Nothing happened. But when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net break. That's because they should have had nets. Their net break. And so they beckoned to their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them, and they came and filled both the ships, so much so that they began to sink. Whoo! Glory! Hallelujah. That's one big blessing. One big blessing they never would have had if they didn't obey the word of the Lord. See, there's a lot of blessings we won't have unless we obey the word of the Lord. There are a lot of things we'll have to do without if we don't obey the word of the Lord. And it won't be his fault. Can't blame God. I'll tell you what, you can't blame God for anything. You can blame yourself. You can blame the devil. Blame circumstances, you know, but you can't blame God because He's done all things well. He's made the provision. He said He gave you all things pertaining to life and godliness. He said, You'll know the truth, the truth will make you free. He said, By His stripes ye were healed, and He said, Forget not all of His benefits. So we like saying, If you're going to have a fit, have a benefit. (laughs) Praise God. Hallelujah. It's a lot better than just having some kind of wild old fit. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you have had a fit this week? Uh, a few hands going up and the other ones wouldn't put them up. So, But next time your partner starts to have a, have a fit, say, have a benefit. Start praising God. Hallelujah. For blessings coming down, raining down upon you. Now, you don't have room enough to contain. Because he said, let the redeemed of the Lord do what? Are you the redeemed of the Lord? Well, the only problem is we haven't been saying so. Been saying other things are so. (laughs) Amen. If you can't say amen, say "Uh uh-oh. I heard an "Uh uh-oh over there. That's why I said that. So Jesus was teaching God's Word. The fishermen were cleaning their nets. Jesus spoke to them as to what to do. When they did what Jesus said, everything changed. And they got what they could never have gotten naturally because now the power of God was involved. The gospel of God is the power of God and the salvation of everyone that believes it. Remember, his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Hallelujah. They got what they couldn't get. With men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So nothing, he said, if you have faith, nothing will be impossible to you. Why? You're connected to God. And if God be for you, who can be against you? You're connected to God. He can renew your youth like the eagles. Not like the beagles, but the eagles. Hallelujah. And not like the turkeys, the eagles. Amen. That doesn't mean you're going to sing like the eagles. It means you're going to soar above the circumstances of life. That's what an eagle does when the storm comes. He just puts his wings in a certain way. The Bible said you will mount up with wings like eagles. Praise God and soar above the circumstances uh, and the situations of life and the things the devil brings against you. And no weapon that is formed against you will prosper. It says, this is the inheritance of the servants of the Lord. If you're a servant of God, this is your inheritance. Praise God that anything the devil forms against you, it's not going to prosper. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise God. But you, you have to go by the, word. Yeah, by the word. You know, in Bible school... We were in Bible school. We had two tuitions. My daughter, Julie, who I can't tell her age. She's a lady. You're not supposed to tell her age. But she was in in kindergarten, four-year-old kindergarten back there, and my daughter, Jenny, was in full-time babysitter. We had two tuitions. We had rent. We had to pay for the gas. And I'll tell you what, money was stretched as far as it could be stretched. And it came down to a point where we needed tuition money. And they said, if you don't have the tuition, because they hear too many stories, (laughs) too many excuses. They said, if you don't have the tuition money, we can't help you. You know, you just can't go on this year to save up and come back next year or something. Well, we're getting towards the end of the year. I don't want to come back again. So all I could do is turn to the Word of God. So I took two scriptures, Philippians four nineteen, but my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. And Proverbs chapter four, verse twenty through twenty two, my son, attend to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Keep them in the middle of your heart. For they are life to those that find them, and health to all of their flesh. So I took those two scriptures. Now, right about that same time, we, we needed it quick. Somebody came to me. I started believing God. Somebody came to me and said, I heard you had an amplifier for sale, and I did. And uh, he said, can I take it home and try it out? I said, Okay. But I knew not to get my eyes on that amplifier. I had this happen before. Because when you start believing God, something else comes that looks just like it's the answer. But it's in the natural. It's not the Word of God. And something came, and and it looked like, you know, I was really tempted to start putting my trust in that amplifier. He's going to buy that amplifier, and I'm going to have enough money. But I determined, no, I'm not looking at that. If he buys it, he buys it. If he don't, he don't. That has nothing to do with me believing the Word of God. And so, I mean, I had a battle in my mind because things kept coming to me and then the thing about the amplifier kept coming back to me. And I Nope, 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 nope. I'm looking to God, not an amplifier, you know. One in the hands worth two in the bush. I'm going to get it in my hand. And uh, so we just had a short amount of time to get it in. And uh, I went in the mailbox, and there's a check from somebody that never gave us any money before, never after. And it was a good portion of that money, but it wasn't the whole thing that I needed. And then I think it was the next day, I'm coming in after Bible school, getting ready to go out and work. I'm coming in. It's like two or three hours before the mail comes in. I'm just, oh, I can can kind of vividly remember. I'm just opening the door, and the Spirit of God speaks to me. He says, look in the mailbox. Now, it's two or three hours before the mail comes. So look in the mailbox. It's my mailbox. I open it up. There's a white envelope in there with money in it. No name, but it's my mailbox. Not who it's from, but it's my mailbox. We didn't tell anybody about it. You know? Those shoes Trey got really looks Night, Lord, I'm really believing for some shoes just like that. Trey, do you hear my prayer? I hope they're my size. <laughs> no, I didn't want to tell anybody about it. I want to tell God about it. But it was just enough to cover the tuition we needed. Hallelujah. Praise God. God can answer prayer. Amen. Amen. My son, attend to my words, he says. Incline your ears to my sayings. Keep them. Them what? My words, my sayings. In the middle of your heart. They're life to you, they're the answer. And health to all your flesh. Say health, health. to all my flesh. All my flesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God for that. Amen. Yes. Amen. Now, there's two things that are thieves of the blessings of God that we are talking about today. Now, of course, a lack of knowledge would be a third one. See? So you want to keep gaining knowledge until things are working for you. You want to keep on gaining knowledge until you got a working knowledge of the truth that will work for you. So you want to keep doing that. But uh, one of the things that the Lord kind of pointed out to me to tell you today is I remember brother Hagen talking about prayer lines and he'd have prayer and you know and the bible said what things soever you desire when you pray believe you receive them and you shall have them what things everybody say things he said all things you ask for in prayer believing he said all these things shall be added to you so he gives us richly all things to enjoy so he's not against you having things as long as they're not contrary to your relationship with him so he says, what things? And I remember the preacher talking about having a prayer line, and he'd go by this, well, what do you need? Well, healing for this. Well, need, and what need? I need a financial, I need this much money, and get to the next one. Uh, well, what do you need? Well, nothing specific. Well, he said, well, then that's what you're going to get, nothing specific. See, and a lot of times we're not specific about things. We just a hoping and a praying that somehow some way God can get his hand through the windows of heaven and squeeze us out some kind of little drop of blessing out of the sponge of heaven. But God wants to do more than that for us. Amen. Hallelujah. If words mean anything, he wants to do more than that for us. Hallelujah. He wants he wants all these blessings that come upon you so you don't have room enough to contain it. <laughs> That's how many blessings he wants. That's what he said about it. Hallelujah. He's not against his kids. He put enough abundance in the earth for his children to have plenty. So he he's not against that. So if we want something specific, I remember Paul Yangi Cho said that when he first was a new believer and he found out you could pray and believe God, he said he asked God for a bicycle, a desk, and a chair. He said he he praised, you know, praise God, thank God that he had the answer. He said time went by and nothing happened, nothing happened, nothing happened. Then he started asking God, why is nothing happening? See, the Bible said if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God and God will give it. So anyway, he asked God, and God said, well, you never told me what kind of bicycle, what kind of desk, what kind of chair. He said, is that it, Lord? Yeah, that's it. He said, okay, then I want a, I want a mahogany desk from the Philippines. I want a, 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 a nice used American-made bicycle. I want a chair. And he gave the type of chair, and within a little while, it came in. A missionary left him the bike, came and said, hey, do you need a bike? Praise God. Somebody gave him the desk and somebody gave him the chair. Praise God. (laughs) Hallelujah. So Smith Wigglesworth now, a powerful apostle of faith, he said one of the greatest causes of the loss of blessing in the Christian's life is inactivity of faith. Now, God dealt to you the measure of faith. Don't say you don't have faith. You got faith. He said if you had faith as a mustard seed, you could move a mountain. And when Romans 12, 3 says God dealt to you the measure of faith, you must at least have a mustard seed of faith. But if the faith is inactive, it's not working. You can have faith and it not be working. See, lack of knowledge, not being specific, and inactivity of faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. You can have faith, but if you don't do it, remember he said you hear, faith comes by hearing, yeah, you can get faith, but if you don't do it, nothing's going to happen. You can sing about the Lord's blessings. You can, you know, all kinds of things. Now, now. The power of life and death is in the tongue, so your words have a big part to play in it because, uh, praise God, a man will be satisfied with good, the Bible says, by the fruit of his lips. Now, Hebrews 11, 1, the Faith Hall of Fame, says prompted, amplified version, prompted by faith, Abel gave unto God a more excellent sacrifice. Prompted by faith, Enoch walked with God. Prompted by faith, Noah built an ark to the saving of his house. Prompted by faith, Abraham went out, not knowing where he was going. Prompted by faith, Moses kept the Passover, lest the angel of death should destroy the Israelites also when it came through the land. See, prompted by faith. There was action. That action was prompted by faith in the heart, and by faith the elders obtained a good report. Now, it is important to hear and to believe that the word is true and genuine. But even if you agree with the word that it's true and it's genuine, if you don't do what's written, it still ain't going to work for you. It still won't help you. The Bible said you believe in God. It says that's all well and good. The demons also believe and tremble. See, they they believe. They believe the Bible is the word of God. That's why they try to steal it from you. See, but uh, believe and then do. So you can agree with it and still not do it. You can have faith that you should do something and still not do it. You can see it's there. And I agree, you know, James says in James 2.14, But will you not know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? You know what those kind of works are? They're actions. They're acting. It's acting because faith only comes by hearing the Word of God. That's what the Bible says. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It don't come by begging for it, pleading for it. Now, there is a gift of faith which comes by the Spirit of God. But in our normal activity of living by faith and living by the Word of God, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And uh, so we can get the faith from the Word of God, but we still have to do something about it. Let me read James chapter 2, verse 14. What does it profit, my brethren, though a man says... He has faith and have not works. Can faith save him? If so, say, oh, I believe in the Lord and I believe we're supposed to repent and I believe uh, we should live for the will of God and I believe, and I, yeah, I believe. He said, what does is, what is it profit somebody if they say they believe and then they don't do what the Lord says? He said, why well, call me Lord and not do what I say? He said, what does what, what it profit? Now, what he's telling us is it will profit nothing. It's not going to profit nothing to just say we have faith. Oh, I got all the faith in the world. Well, all you need is a faith of a mustard seed and you can move mountains. But it's got to be applied. He said if you had faith, you would say. So that's a part of it. Part of it's saying you would say to this mountain. See, so part part of the operation, the Bible said, we have the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believe and therefore have I spoken. He said, we also believe and therefore speak. That's the spirit of faith. God said, let there be light and there was light. God said, let the earth bring forth and the earth brought forth and so on and so forth. Then he says, if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food and one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, Notwithstanding you don't give them those things which are needful to the body, what does it profit? See, it's empty words then. See, it won't profit that person anything, you know. Even so faith, now this is God's instructions to us. Even so faith, if it has not works, is dead being alone. So we can't leave faith alone. It's not faith alone, it's faith in doing it. Praise God. Because that's what faith would do. Faith would do what God's Word says to do. Yea, a man may say, you have faith, I have works. Show me your faith without your works, your actions. Show me your faith without your actions. And I'll show you my faith by my actions. You believe there is one God, you do well. The demons also believe and tremble. But will you not know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. See, that's actions. That's acting on the Word. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Do you not see how faith worked together with his works? And by works was faith made perfect, and the Scripture was fulfilled which said, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed to him for righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. So you see, God told Abraham to offer up his son. Now, Abraham had resurrection faith. The Bible says he accounted that God was able to raise him up even from the dead because God promised that through Isaac all nations would be blessed. So he figured, well, if I slew my son like God told me to slay him, then God's going to have to raise him from the dead. And so Abraham actually took him up. Brought him up there. His son said, where's the ram for the offering? He said, God will provide himself a lamb. And he told the young men that came with them, you stay here. Me and the lad will go and worship, and we will come again. Now, he's going up there to slay his son, but he said, we're coming back down the mountain again. Because he believed God who raises the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. And so uh, he goes up there, and he's just ready to slay his son. The angel of the Lord says, don't do it. God saw he was going to do it. Don't do it. And then the, he saw a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. And he took that and slew the ram in place of his son. Well, that's like Jesus in place of us. Hallelujah. That's what that is about. God then had a covenant-keeping man in the earth that would do it so God could later offer up his only begotten son and nail him to the cross as the Lamb of God. Praise God. Because Abraham was willing in his heart. So uh, Abraham was justified by faith because he offered up Isaac upon the altar. Praise God. He had to do it. Now, if he did not do it, if he just said it and just sat, sat down at the bottom of the mountain with the other young men and that and said, well, this is what God said. You know, after Abraham did what he did, God said, because you've done this thing, now all nations of the earth are going to be blessed because you have done, because Abraham did this thing. Did what thing? Did what God said to do. Now the blessing is going to come. Hallelujah. Now... Let's go back to Joshua chapter 1. Listen to God's very instructions to Joshua. Chapter 1, verse 7. He says, only be strong and very courageous. Now, Moses just died. Joshua's taken over. God's talking to Joshua. Only be strong and very courageous so that you may observe. What's the next two words? To do to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left. Wow. Think about that for a moment. Moses wrote down the Word of God. God told Joshua, don't turn from it from the right hand or to the left. Don't deviate from it. I've already given you instructions. Don't change. Don't change nothing. Don't add to it, Deuteronomy 4.2, and don't take away anything from it. As Moses, my servant, commanded thee, turn not to, uh, from it to the right hand or to the left so that you may prosper wherever you go. Now, that tells me that doing what he had written down, if they did it, they would prosper wherever they went. Hallelujah. And who does it work for? Whosoever. Now, it gets real exciting in the next verse. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night. Why, Lord, that you may observe To do, everybody say to do, do. say it boldly, to do, to do do according to what? All that is what? All Scripture given by inspiration of God. Holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. That you may observe to do according to all that is written. What's going to happen then? For then you shall what? Make your way prosperous. And you shall possess what? Ooh, glory. Hallelujah. God gave us a manual and he said all you got to do is read it and do it. Don't question it. Don't try to figure it out. Praise God, it's higher than your ways as the heavens are above the earth. It's the spiritual ways of the kingdom of God which rules over all. And if you will take the word of the kingdom which is written down in your Bible, praise God, Jesus said it would produce 30, 60, and 100-fold results in your life. Praise God, and you would prosper and be successful wherever you go. (laughs) Praise God. You got the success manual of heaven in your lap or in your phone. It's a manual to experience life as God meant it. Man went astray, but the word is a light to our feet and a lamp to our path. My son, attend to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Let them not depart from before your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to you who find them, and their health and medicine to all of your flesh. He sent his word to heal them and to deliver them from their destructions. Jesus, when he was here as the Son of Man, he regulated his life by the Word of God. In Matthew chapter 4, he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He had to overcome where Adam failed before he started his ministry. says he afterwards was hungry. Next verse. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if you be the son of God, see, because he knew him up in heaven, he could command things and they would happen. If you be the son of God, command that these stones be turned into bread. Jesus said, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil tempted him again, took him up to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple. And the devil said to him, If you be the Son of God, cast yourself down, for it is written, He'll give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they'll bear thee up, lest at any time you dash your foot against a stone. You notice it wasn't written, Go on the pinnacle of a temple and throw yourself off. (laughs) Jesus said unto him, It is written again. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Then the devil showed him, took him up to an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them in a moment of time. And he said to them, All these things will I give you if you'll fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus to him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him alone shalt thou serve. you notice how Jesus regulated Life and his dealings with the devil, with it is written. Do according to all that's written. Then you'll make your way prosperous. And then you'll have good success. Hallelujah. If The Bible said the way of a transgressor is hard, but if you will follow the Lord's way, he said, my yoke is easy. Learn from me. My yoke is easy and my burden is is light hallelujah Revelation 12:11 says and they overcame the devil by means of the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. your testimony and my testimony needs to be whatever he said is so concerning us. Hallelujah. one preacher told his church said I, I, I got something to tell you folks I want everybody to come tonight. Got some things I need to confess to you. They all came with itching ears. Get the juiciest morsels that could possibly come out. He said, Well, I confess. I confess I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I confess by Jesus' stripes we were healed. I confess Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law that the blessings of Abraham might come down upon me. I confess God sent his word to heal me and to deliver me from all of my destructions. I confess I'm blessed coming in, and I'm blessed when I'm going out. I'm the bless of the Lord, and the blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. I confess I have authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will by any means hurt me. Praise God. I confess his divine power has given me everything pertaining to life and godliness. Hallelujah. He went on and on and on and on. Hallelujah. And the people got filled up. Something different than they thought they were going to hear, but they got filled up with faith. The Bible said, take the shield of faith by which you shall quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. God said that to you. He said, and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, with all perseverance for all saints. Have we been praying with all prayer and supplication? Well, um, give me another verse, Pastor. We all need to pray more. In everything give thanks. Have you been given thanks in everything? It says this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It says rejoice in the Lord always. Does, it, does that mean when you're going through something tough? Always? What does always mean in the Greek? It means always. That's why they translated it always. Hallelujah. Have we been doing what he's saying? For the most part, No. It's like one preacher said, after all said and done, there's more said than done. And it's not the sayings of the apostles, but the acts of the apostles. You know, Billy Graham just, just died, you know, almost 100 years old, just, just short of it. And uh, I watched a documentary about him the other day. And, uh, you know, he stayed on his message. It wasn't necessarily a full gospel message, but it was a message about salvation, repenting, believing, being born again, hallelujah. And he he, he never changed from that. He He preached the same simple message 40 years later that he was preaching 40 years earlier. But if it worked, why stop? Why change it? If something works, why change it? He just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. And doing it. Why? He kept getting results and results and results and results. Why quit if you're getting results? He was doing. Mark 16 15, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. And he was getting results. But if somebody's not doing it, there's no results. Because if we don't do it, nothing happens. If we lie dormant, nothing happens. If our faith lies dormant, nothing happens. And the devil loves to neutralize people's faith. He wants our faith neutralized. Because if we are a faith people, he knows there's many victories ahead for us. But we have to be a faith people. Jesus said, have faith in God and all things will become possible to you. Your circumstance doesn't have to stay the same. Your body doesn't have to stay the same. Your situation doesn't have to stay the same. We can be changed. Our lives can be changed. The blessings can manifest and come. As a matter of fact, he said all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. That means you can't run fast enough, but what they will catch up to you. They'll overtake you. And the Bible said, surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. and Then you'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Goodness and mercy. That's what's supposed to be following us around, goodness and mercy. Yes. Not like one woman said, I got the devil on the run. The problem is he's after me. No, we're supposed to be chasing him. Resist him and he'll flee from you. Then like Brother Higgins said, she said, I got the devil on the run. Only he's chasing me, bless his holy name. She got her praise mixed up where she shouldn't have put it. She meant bless the Lord's holy name, but it sounded like she's blessing the holy name of the devil. He ain't got no holy name (laughs) to bless. Wouldn't bless him if it could. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Praise God. His mercy endures forever. We're blessed. The Bible says we're blessed. The Bible says you're blessed when you came in and you're blessed when you go out. And because you got some more of his word, you're even more blessed now than you were when you got here. Hallelujah. Even if you get his word that's a corrective word, that's still good. It's keeping you on the pathway of blessing. Praise God. The Lord is good. Hallelujah.